Deathwatch. Welcome back to Cradle of the World, the Pathfinder First Edition campaign by Deathwatch Productions. I'm Brandon, the Game Master, and we'll return to our players who at last session had uh, been in in some strange place with strange enemies uh, sent there by some magical force, and uh, uh, they were tasked with kill them all and gather all the treasure to pay off some debt from uh, some disembodied gnome face that uh, dominated their vision from time to time. And then uh, at the end of last session, after Graham snatched up a demonic-looking statue, um, they were whisked away from there. And now that's where we'll pick it back up. So we'll introduce our heroes first, starting with Chris. Hi, I'm Chris. I play Casimir, Hero of the Rock, and I'm looking forward to killing some, some undead babies, I guess. I'm Travis. I play Graham, Hero of the Sea. Uh, yeah, I guess we're going to do it without all our carefully planned buffs now, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or our healer. I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, but you're out of commission. <laughs> You fear to use the rod. <laughs> that was last session. <laughs> and I'm Rohan, Hero of the Sky, and I'm pretty sure I just hallucinated everything that just happened. So, And Fenrith won't be joining us today, so I'll be <clears throat> running his character for him, and I will do so <coughs> less effectively than he would hmm. uh, to teach him a lesson. So we'll pick it back up here. You had uh, been all been... You lost consciousness and had that vague sensation of movement as you were whisked away. In your head keeps playing the words that the gnome face had said to you when you first got to that strange place. I'll keep what's mine, or I'll keep what's fair, and you'll keep what's fair. Make sure to kill them all, whatever that means. And uh, when you come back to consciousness... Uh, you hear that voice again and you see that gnome face in your vision again that says, well done. You have paid enough of your debt to bring the principal down somewhat. You've also done good deeds. You would not believe the sorts of evil those people get up to. I have put you back where I found you. Hope to see you again soon. And please enjoy a little gift from me. And uh, then um, your vision focuses and you find yourself I'll share the map with you all here. You find yourselves back in those those uh, tunnels where you had been before you got whisked away. And uh, can you all see the map now? Mm -hmm. Yep. So, you know, Fenrith and Casimir, you find yourselves uh, immediately surrounded by some of those skeletons. And Rohan and Graham, you see up ahead... Um, more of the flying female torsos with the pendulous <laughs> breasts uh, flapping their bat wings there. And uh, so that's where you find yourselves. But then also you see all of you some odd red uh, energy swirling around you up and down from your feet to your head. And then um, you feel some effect take place. That you're not familiar with, but it does make you feel extremely uh, powerful, strong, uh, amped up, 
So, um, kamikaze from Shadowrun. Yeah, sort of like that. Yeah. But, uh, let me put this effect on you. The gift from the gnome. I wonder how much he'll charge us for this. Uh, oh man. They're like, uh, was it those mine shaft owners from back in, back in the day? Where they were given like room, board, and uh, food, but it was all at a cost to you, and you actually worked yourself from further and further in debt. Yeah. Oh, that'll be fun. I love working for gnomes. <laughs> yeah, he said we only paid part of the principal. <laughs> interest is starting to accrue again. What's the, how quick does gnome interest accrue? Well, we didn't be careful, sign Justin. any kind of contract, so yeah, it I could know. be minutes by <laughs> So, um, everybody, let's please everybody roll initiative. Oh, wait a minute. That's not right. It'd be 22. Why did it do that? It could be the bonus from our... Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you feel stronger, more powerful, more healthy. You feel quicker, more agile. Um, so even with a plus 10, Penrith still only got a six. And uh, so then we'll just pick up right there. So, Graham, it is your move. Uh, Rohan, it's been a minute. What was our plan? Uh, we were going to jump so, over the trip of the trap and attack them? No, I jumped over and then I jumped back because there are a whole bunch of them. We, we, ha we were going to jump over because we were supposed to be invisible to them, but we're not. Yeah, they attacked us. So, jumped back and we're going to try and regroup. So, uh, without, because I'm not going to tell you exactly what the effect is on you, but I will say that uh, it does come with a speed enhancement, just like haste. So, a 30-foot extra enhancement to your speed. But also, it makes, well, it's not, it's not Barbarian Rage. It's an awful lot like that. It really makes you want to get in and start swinging. So, just keep that in mind as you... As you play your characters. I think I might already be in that stage. I to drain a couple of gems out of blood too. So really I just turned to you and went, ha <laughs> But you you understood. Yeah, I, I understood and <laughs> responded in the exact same way. You just understood me as well. Okay, so uh that leaves me um I guess I just spoke. Did I speak too long? Or do I still have my actions? Yeah, you can still have your action. Okay, is our so, yeah, I got to jump over this trap. Yeah, I mean, that's what you guys were planning. I forget where it was. Well, it's just those two squares there. Um, here, let me... Right before the baddies. I'll go ahead and uh, draw it for you. These two squares. Okay, I'll jump and do a mid-air acrobatic tumble. I'll do an aerial. So kind of like the side flip. Mm -hmm. But also spin and then come down on my feet. Okay. So, uh, let me get you an acrobatics roll. Could be the barrel roll that makes everything invincible every time you do it in a video game. Give me some iframes. Yeah. Oh, man. Two. So I got a 30. I think I'll hero point it, though. I can't let a one stand, not for the first roll of the game. Well, this is a skill, right? Yeah. So you don't automatically fail. Yeah, but 30 spooks me these days yeah, <laughs> with tumbling. The, uh, what is it? The maneuver defense is pretty yeah, high. That much better. So 37. Okay. 
if I do tumble uh, past their threatened space, then if they do hit me, then I just stop wherever they would hit me. And it's versus their CMD plus five? Uh, just the CMD. If I provoke from both of them, then one of them would have a CMD plus two. But I didn't go through their space. Right. Just through a threatened space. Yeah. CMD. So you're good. Okay. So yeah, I'll uh, land there and neither of them are adjacent to a wall. So I guess I'll just attack defensively. Or wait, I'm a little bloodlusty. Okay. Yeah. We'll just do a single attack. I guess I targeted the wrong person. Uh, you want it against the second one here? Yeah. So That's a hit? 51. Nice. For this many damage. All right. So, yeah, you um, flip and roll over there and you stab with blood tooth. And it's like uh, shocking because, you know, like the blade slides in easily enough. But so does so does the hilt in, in your hand. And then you're pulling it out and it's got, you know, rotted, dusty, undead flesh on it. So you do uh, 38 damage with that attack. This and the last experience are going to ruin me for actual challenges. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I almost died in the last one, so. And uh, anything else for you, Graham? That's it. All right. And then Casimir. So you've got these skeletons down here. Um, and then one of them, you know, you had been fighting before. You were whisked away. And you can tell that one um, uh, it's, it still has the damage that you had done to it from before but the others don't appear to be. All right. Hmm. Um, I'm kind of seeming to have a problem with my targeting here. I might have to... Oh, that's my fault. Let me fix that. That's mine. Let's see if this does it. No, it's like something else. Like um, when I control click, that's what comes up instead of targeting for me. I have never seen that before. Yeah, I was looking in into life, it. So, so I'm going to attack... Uh, one, and we're just gonna have to do it. Uh... Well, here, let me. I'll drag your. So you want to target one? Mm -hmm. Okay, now you've got that one targeted. All right. Um, we'll full attack them. There we go. All right. So both of those attacks are hits. All right. <laughs> yeah. So with your first attack, you just slice it completely right down the middle, and all the bone and steel uh, shreds like paper, and it just crumbles to the floor. All right. Um. Is the second attack enough with a minus two to... Yeah. Okay. So here's the second one. And then let me put that on. Second one. Yeah. So your second attack and then you swipe on over to that one and do pretty severe damage to it as well. All right. Um, That's my turn. I'll keep looking into that targeting problem. Oh, I think I might know what it is. All right. Rohan, your turn. All right, um, Rohan. When you uh, when you target whatever you're gonna target, try it by using Control Click and tell me if some weird thing comes up. Nope, it works for me. Okay, so yeah, I'll uh, target that Manana goal and do a full volley at it. Try and keep this thing off, Graham. All right, so all of those are hits. That's three arrows. One, two, three. Uh, yeah, so these three arrows streak uh, through the air and s slam right through this uh, creature that Graham is fighting uh, for a total of what, 79 damage. It's almost enough to destroy it. 
uh, should be, is that a hundred and... Well, you know, they have some resistance oh, well, yeah. and stuff. So. Okay. But yeah, that's my turn. All right. Uh, okay. So over the uh, pounding of uh, the, in your ears of the blood rushing through your veins, you hear that uh, wailing woman crying again and then you hear that crying come closer and then it's drowning out the cries of babies that you can that graham you can see those babies but you also see this weeping woman come into view here and she starts blinking as she approaches you uh and that's her and then then the babies start moving as well and they um, are, you know, crawling on the floor like they do, but now they just rise up into the air and start flying forward. And this one makes it up to here where it will claw at you. Um, but it's uh, not able to hit you. You're too quick for it. And the second one will start moving up as well. Let's see. And it will make it to here. Or no, it'll make it to here. And it will try to cast a spell on you. Yeah, I'm getting that same thing when I try to target with these guys, so I'm not sure what's causing it. Yeah, it stopped doing it now on me, so I don't know. Hmm, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's one of those weird enough problems where I kind of have problem, like, typing in the right stuff to find out what it could be. Uh, so the baby tries to cast a spell at you, Graham, and you just feel that whatever that effect just slide off of you. And then these skeletons will begin their attacks, starting with this first one uh, against you, Casimir. All right. And my will save didn't get any better. So with its long sword and a flurry of strikes, it lashes out at you. But, um, you know, your defenses are just too good. You're too quick now. Um for him to get through so uh, all those attacks miss and then these guys will come up these skeletons will come up to attack Fenrith and same story there and it seems like Fenrith for a couple of those strikes doesn't even bother you know trying to dodge and just lets him you know deflect harmlessly off of his armor and then the next one same thing Three sword strikes and a claw. One does manage to hit, uh, but it's not a critical, so let's do some damage there. Ten damage to Fenrith from a sword strike, and then it'll be Fenrith's turn, and he'll he's going to return the favor. So we'll turn on his, whatever that's called, and then he'll, with his own sword, he'll slice away at this skeleton here. Two hits, and... Yeah, two hits for 92 damage total. Well, I guess 72 with the resistances. And then uh, that'll bring us up to, let's see, this guy. So these floating floating female uh, undead here, and this one will attack you, Graham. But I'm not, I sure do not understand why it's doing that. But All right, so she will attempt to bite and claw you, but... Uh, you know, you're too quick for her. So all of her attacks miss. And then this one. Oh, right. Before that, she would have moved here. And this one. This one's going to try and do a touch spell on you. But your save was successful. So let's see what happens there. Fortitude. Okay. So, yeah. So 
you know, she reaches forward to cast a spell on you and you can feel the energy, but it, you know, slides away harmlessly again, like the other one had. And then these ones here will come up to surround you. So a bite and two claws, uh, all of which miss from that one. And this one will come up and try, did that target you? Yeah, this one will try a touch spell on you as well. But your save is successful again, so it's not able to affect you. So, I mean, now you're surrounded, but none of their attacks seem to be able to get through your defenses. And that'll bring us to you, Graham. Okay. Does um, this effect give me the extra attack on a full attack like haste? Uh, no, it does not. Okay. Well, I will start um, attacking with both daggers. So... We'll continue on Mananongal 2. So a hit and a critical hit. Okay. There's the crit. <laughs> 74 Dead. damage there. So that slices that one apart. Oh, yeah. That's right. They're also weak to it, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the light weapons. Yeah. And then I'll do my offhand uh, switch targets and do my offhand attacks on Tionic number one. Okay. Minus two. All right, so those are hits. Attack number one and attack number two. All right, so 42 damage and 43 damage. That kills that. So basically you stab the crying undead baby right through the head twice. (laughs) And uh, its cries have ceased. Sounds horrible, but feels great. (laughs) (laughs) Say the the silent dream of every parent with a fussy child. It's like... like, uh, Tom and Jerry type stuff. You're like, I just want, I just want to like compact her head between two cushions. Just <laughs> to the point of child abuse. Uh, well, at least Graham will have like actual legitimate <laughs> threats that they're able to like hold over their child whenever they have one. You know, I actually have done this before. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think I won't do it again. I've killed crying babies before. They were floating and demonic, but... Your weakness, like a lot of things, is very sharp blades. (laughs) (laughs) And a squishy skull. All right. Okay, so yeah, that's Graham's move, and then um, that should bring us to you, Casimir. How bad is this uh, Um, skeleton-looking? Two? It barely... Barely? Barely holding to get... Well, sorry, yeah. Skeleton two is like... Um, I mean, clearly damaged, but it looks like it's still in good shape. All right. Um, and I think I fixed that problem by the way. So yeah, I, I can target it now. Okay. All right. So I'll just full attack it then. Okay. So both hit. All right. Yeah. So slashes and stabs with your trident and, uh, let's see. And then all five foot. Yeah. That more than kills that thing. So basically just shatters it like glass and it falls apart and that's my turn and then you'll five foot up mm-hmm. okay um and so that'll bring us to rohan it's the way we were heading right to the north yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a little side adventure kind of lost track yeah. so i'm beginning to feel the uh energy and excitement of this change of whatever happened to us so i'll take uh, one more shot at the one that I hit before. See if it kills it. And so it's a hit. And then 40 damage to that one. And 
Okay. Let's see, which one are you? Number one? Yeah, number one. So yeah, that's enough to kill that one. And then I'll switch over to one of the other ones, attacking Graham, um, number four, and I'll take my remaining three attacks. Okay. All right, so all three hit. Oh, no, one's an automatic miss, sorry. So two hits. I'm going to use a hero point on that one and re-roll it. That was the lowest, that, lowest one. Okay. Yeah. I got one better. Yeah, but it's a <laughs> but hit. It's not an automatic miss. So. All right, so three hits on it with the deadly aim. Yeah, so those three arrows, um, you know, streak through and, and slam, pass all the way through her and impact the wall on the other side, and that's enough to kill her. And then uh, undead corpse dust gets um, splattered all over Graham from the force of those. Um, and she gets thrown back. It's okay, Graham. Before she crumbles gains to the floor. power that way. And hey. then uh, anything else for you, Ron? No, that'll be the end of my turn. All right. I have a coat of fresh Nazi blood on me. <laughs> yep, that's mingling with dead whatever these things are, blood. Will that revive the Nazi? Yeah, probably. Yeah. He's probably carrying about a full Nazi's worth of gore on him. Well, several, because of the way those things were popping. Yeah. I have enough of their DNA on me to uh, be held accountable in the Nuremberg <laughs> sure. trials. Calm down there. You're going to hang me. I swear, Your Honor, I was teleported to that place by gnomes. I'm an elf. <laughs> I am. An, also, I do not, I'm an elf. I do not hail from your world. All right. So, Graham, that uh, weeping woman, she lets out an anguished scream at you. And um, from where she is, she's trying to cast a spell upon you. Picture, she just looks mad. Her tits look. They don't look that pendulous. Well, this is the weeping woman. Oh, I see. Oh, I, do. I think some of the stuff you've been describing is out of. What the screen shows me, anyway. No, you're just not looking. Oh, I'm looking. Nah. Make no mistake. Oh, you're right. Yeah, Let you... me fix that. Uh... I think I saw a girl like this in the trailer park. Yeah, no, you yeah. can't see her, sorry, because it's dark in here. So You don't come around here. She's past your vision, but you can hear her anguished cries over there. But anyway, you'll feel the effects of a spell. Don't do that. Being cast upon you. Dude, I could definitely see a, a trailer park <laughs> uh, meth head running at you. Probably has some sort of weird head headband on with like uh, stars on like springs and a set of wings like that. She'd throw her baby at you if she got mad. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. shut up. All right. So, yeah, you feel the effects of a spell settle over you. Oh, man. And, um,. You roll your fortitude save versus DC 18, and you got an automatic success because you rolled a 20. Dude, wasting all of our luck now that we're all buffed. <laughs> it's all just going down the drain. So fortitude partial, what does that mean? So Does it have a partial effect? Merely staggered for one round. Oh, man. When you live your life one round at a time, though, that really hurts. That means I can only take an action. Yeah, but um, let me look at this because I think it shouldn't. That's how my staggered works. Yeah, but I think even, I think because of your other effects, you shouldn't even be staggered. Let me look. Could I just be staggered differently? 
Yeah. Okay. I'll yeah. Accept. You stagger how you want, man. Yeah. No, you're not even. <laughs> you're not. You're not staggered. But you do feel like some spell trying to settle over you. But you, your fortitude is too powerful. So, and then this baby will. Ma'am, is this your baby? No, you don't come around here. Yeah. So the baby targets you with a uh, obscenely loud uh, cry. Uh, this is that cry that. Um, right. He told me about. Yeah. That that babies who think you're not listening will do. You know. So. <laughs> and it's uh, straight from the pit of hell. Watch out, Justin. But your fortitude's too powerful for that as well. So. Yeah, that's a small little spider. Ain't nothing to worry about. Yeah, we'll take out an ant or two. Yeah. James knocked on my door to show me one crawling across the ceiling yesterday. Yeah. Daddy Longlegs. Yeah. I was trying to get him the official one because there's two different types they call Daddy Longlegs, but I got him switched. There's the Harvestman and the Cellar Spider. And Mm. switched them. That was the Cellar Spider. It's on the ceiling. Are they basically the same as far as uh, threat level? Or is one like super deadly? There's no threat. Okay. Because I, if I had screwed up, I, I apologize because I was like, oh, you don't worry about daddy long legs. Yeah, no, you told him exactly right. That's what I told him. I don't know why I was trying to be so specific. Just like, know it all bone was in need of some love, I guess. Yeah. Well, you see, son, that's a cellar spider. Not to be confused with a harvestman, although they're both colloquially known as daddy long legs. Back in 1806, <laughs> we... <laughs> I just left out all of my attempts to like, show my daughter that there was nothing to be afraid of with things always backfired in the most <laughs> horrifying way like yeah. you see daddy long legs and you pick it up and you let it crawl around in your hand to prove that there's nothing wrong with it well now she's terrified of these things crawling <laughs> on her well there is something wrong with it it uh, feels creepy it makes your skin crawl yeah all right so fenrith continues his battle there and chops down another one of those skeletons and then um this uh, f- flying woman corpse will attempt a spell on you, Graham. Yeah, there was, Again. There was a post on uh, some Reddit. But it has no effect on you again. But they like identified And that'll bring spiders. us to you. So the staggered's not affecting me. Right. All right. Ma'am, I'm going to have to ask you to calm down. <laughs> I'll unleash a full attack on her. I said, calm down. Ma'am, don't make me stab you four times. Here's the main hand. Let's be honest. If this is a trailer park. Both hit. <laughs> this is a trailer park model. You're going to need to stab her more than four critical times. Critical hit. Yeah. All right. So you, all of your attacks hit. One's a critical. And that um, first one, I think, is enough. Yeah. So with the second attack, you kill that one. Uh, okay. Do my offhand ones meet the uh, requirements to hit that baby? <laughs> yeah, so let me... They would have a minus two. Yeah, go ahead and target it. And, uh, or I I'll... could just re-roll as well. No, it's like. all right. They would hit, so I'll put the damage to... I haven't rolled a damage yet for the Okay, so two. target it and then roll the other okay. damage, yeah. And that uh, those attacks then, and when you switch targets, that's enough to kill that one as well. So now you're surrounded in bones and uh, rotted flesh of uh, women and babies. Yeah, a, a light, lilting sort of laugh escapes me. 
<laughs> the thrill of. <laughs> I think I, I want to leave you here. Now. It, well, no, it has a positive effect on you. It's kind of one of those ones you hear that sort of lifts the mood in the room. The eyes have it. Yeah, lifts yeah. the mood. I'm making the pendulous <laughs> gestures for you. <laughs> but they're all laying on the floor now. They're not pendulating anymore. Well, the the physics are freaking. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh the horror nightmares. So of Red Dead. Now you need to um, position one of them near a wall and stand on them, and we can skip to the end of this, <laughs> or end up in the void. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I didn't have your guys' uh, vision set up properly. You should be able to see better now. Some of you. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so yeah, Graham, you destroy those enemies, and then Casimir, that brings us to you. I'm going to uh, use Hand of the Apprentice to throw my trident at Skeleton 3. I forget, is it minus 4 for engaged targets, Justin? If you don't have the... Uh... I think so. All right. Oh, there's that lady. Mm, just check for such shot real quick. Yeah, so Travis, I just... You know, because of your blood tooth vision. Yeah. Minus four. Okay. The only real way to set it for, for that to even closely be approximated here is just to give you dark vision. So. Yeah. No, that's fine. Although, can you put a red filter on it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can give you um, night vision. I can put like a green night vision filter over it, but it's not worth the trouble to set it up. Okay. Honestly. Because it... I can make that as a thing that happens on the map, not for you specifically. Right, right. So anyways, so Casimir, you're throwing your trident mm -hmm. and um, those are hits and you do 47 damage with that one. And that will, uh, well, it severely damages that skeleton, but doesn't quite drop it. And then I'll move. Okay. Yeah. And then you uh, zoom down this direction here. Oh, I'm going to end up crashing into Rohan. Yeah. But, um, Anything else for you? That's my turn. All right, and Rohan, then it's your turn. All right, so I'm going to need to get a jump here. So an acrobatics. All right, in the tower. Boom. Yeah, so you're successful in um, jumping over there. In fact, it's kind of, uh, you're almost too successful, you you're not expecting to be able to jump as well as you do. But. Do that, was it John Carpenter, where he gets to Mars? and Yeah, yeah, pretty mm. much, yep, yeah. All right, so I don't see anything in any direction, right? Oh, wait. No, yeah, you do. I see her. Yeah. All right, yeah, I'll target her, and I will take one shot that I have remaining. I'm looking for anything to kill that I can. Uh Okay. So, yeah, you take a shot at her and hit Ooh. for 51 damage on her. Look at that. Rolled 51 out of yeah. 100 for the mischance. That was a good one. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, and then damage. 42 damage. That's okay. All right. Yeah. So you hit her with an arrow. It sticks right in her belly. And immediately is covered up by her long hair. And uh, anything else for you? Um, I'll just shout, die already. <laughs> okay. So she will cast a spell at you then uh, with a loud anguished cry. I'll apologize immediately. So she casts that and you can feel the energy settling over you, but your fortitude save is successful. So it uh, falls away harmlessly. 
And then um, after she does that, with another wail of anguish, she retreats down this way, blinking as she goes. And the skeleton, not smart enough in its undead state to realize that it has lost, will continue to fight Fenrith to no avail. And Fenrith will do an attack on that skeleton, both of which hit. And so he destroys that skeleton. And then he will move up to join the rest of you. All right. And then, Graham, now it's your move. So, Graham, you watched the Weeping Woman retreat down the way. And it's your move. So uh, what was the plan from here? Should we go after him or? I don't think we got this far. <laughs> oh, but yeah, we keep going forward. We have to find the place we can return the soul, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'll uh, take a move action down to the limits of my vision and then look around. Yeah, what was it? I think I was feeling a, a kind of like a pull or a tug. Yeah, a certain direction. Yeah, the way you guys are going. Yeah. So Graham, you dart down that way and you catch up to that woman. She's running off that direction you see there's a branch to the south there but you know you just see the very beginnings of it ma'am stop <laughs> and then casimir <laughs> all right um let's see if i can set off this dance party i will jump over the uh where the trap is hopefully so here is my acrobatics should have a good bonus to plus it. five for boots of spring and striden. I believe plus another three or four for being hasted. I don't know. My roll was super hot, even with a one. Yeah, you're you're successful. And I'll attempt to jump there. <laughs> All right. And uh, then for my second move action, well, I guess I probably do it as part of the first one, right? Just keep going. Yeah. Right. Yeah, as long as you don't go over the total <laughs> for one move action. So, whoops. Oh, come on. I'll move ah, dang it, to there. And that'll be my turn. All right. Yeah, so you make it almost to Graham, and you can see that weeping woman as she flees down that tunnel as well. And then roll on. That brings us to you. So, yeah. I'll, um, actually, I will, as my first action cast, Dancing Lights, um, just do, well, <laughs> I don't know why I cast that at her but nah. um yeah i'll i'll cast it down that that hallway so i can see hoping to be able to capture or see where her and graham are okay um so that's yeah, three dancing three lights or how many um i'm just going to count them as as one single cluster of lights should yeah, because I think they can't get up. more than, what, like 10 feet apart from each other? Yeah, so. they can spread out a little bit, but not very much. So, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, let me set up that. And uh, what is their radius on those lights? Uh, standard torchlight, I think. 20? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Watch them change light, Pathfinder. I seem to remember looking at that specifically, though. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, it doesn't matter. When I misremember it later on, I'll just blame it on them changing something. That's just not what I remember. Back when I was a kid. <laughs> we didn't bother with light. <laughs> <laughs> had to had to do everything by feel. Minus 10 on everything. Yeah. It, uh, 
resembles a lantern or torch and casts that same amount of light. That's all. It resembles a lantern or torch? Yeah. It says you create up to four lights that resemble lanterns or torches. Oh, okay. I was just thought they were like like little will o yeah. yeah. That maybe that was the change. Yeah. Good or man. up to four glowing spheres of light which look like mm. will o wisps. There we go. I'm gonna make mine look like lanterns though. Mm. Well if it does, like does it, it actually change how they can where would you put Absolutely it? Absolutely not. Okay. Um probably thirty feet past Casimir. That's about the where I would have like fully lost the ability to see any of them. All right, let me. Do they resemble the lanterns we have on the island? Or island lanterns? Yeah, probably. We all go gather down and put them in the ocean, but then we did it at the wrong time, so they just come flowing back on the beach. And uh, who do we not like on the island? There we go. The mayor, who's conveniently <laughs> missing. Yeah. <laughs> you said it. Where um, exactly were you on the gram on the night? <laughs> yeah, I'll move up to there, then try and keep pace with her. All right. Oh, there's a side passage coming up. Yeah, it does branch down to the south. Anything else for you, Rohan? No, I think that's all I'll do. So you think it's going to be revealed that, that those old couples, uh, the, the alchemists, one of us has actually bought in like an amnesia potion recently from mm -hmm, them. Probably. And one of us is the criminal that's kidnapped the mayor. We we'll have a Nolan-esque like uh, time yeah. out of sequence type yeah, event. A when memento we or an yeah. uh, uh, amnesia type thing yeah. going on here. All right. So with another anguished wail, um, she darts off this way. I don't feel drunk. We'll, we'll get a ransom note and Casimir will be looking at it and start writing out oh no that's my handwriting right. <laughs> be cool to do that uh effectively it could go wrong though i have a hard time with mysteries they well, i think the best mystery is one where it's fairly obvious but the players just haven't picked up yeah, on it yeah. so they'll they'll try to wrap their little heads around it <laughs> which is usually some innocent thing that you put there that wasn't supposed to be fixated on yeah <laughs> The, the standard, how deep is this hole? Right. Can I put something in the hole? Yeah, of course you can. It's a freaking hole. Well, where'd the book on the table come from? Well, you're in the library. Somebody could have put it there. Yeah, but who? Uh, who did it? Random, <laughs> random passerby. Which one? Is this book important? <laughs> no, no. It's it's just a standard book. It's an, like a farm, farmer's almanac. <laughs> oh, so you're saying farmers had something to do with this. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of facts are in there? Is the cult related to the farmers? We we've encountered farmlands with full of cults. So, uh, <laughs> damn you, player! Now you're up at two in the morning making a cult out in the middle of nowhere, so your story isn't completely. <laughs> right. It's not a bad way to to do it though. Once I discovered that, because it's like I just sleep at actually just farmland, right? And the and just you know keep presenting it, yeah, right? You know, and so the players would go hearing. off there. Yeah, and they, you know they're not going to believe everything because it's the old yeah. like uh, person in the asylum thing. Well, you can just describe too when they go out there what it's like to be out in the country mm -hmm. as a stranger, where everybody's yeah. like giving you looks well, and stuff. Like yeah. uh, what was it? Uh, where I was it? I that one I was talking to you about where it's like uh, you could just describe a trailer park through like 
HP Lovecraft <laughs> lens and make it seem like all this architecture is, you know, matching descriptions. The whites there had degenerated over the years, is what he'd say for sure. But uh, but yeah, you like you could completely describe an environment in a way where the the players would be off put by it, but in fact, you're just describing farmland. Yeah, <laughs> it was quiet. But yeah, I could completely see him going out there trying to bust up this, you know, nice little like several generation farm house. Right. You know. Then it'd be that moment like when we had the fight in the farmhouse in the Wheel of Time where we stopped and we're like, (laughs) we kind of all apologized to each other. (laughs) 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 Sorry for stabbing you. Oh, this was a great misunderstanding. (laughs) You You look like a cult from the outside. I mean, come on. Uh, you guys all go out to, it was a barn race. Oh, no, like that's the good thing about Call of Cthulhu, though, is because paranoia and insanity is right. always on the rise. You're not going to believe that it's just a farm farmer and his family out here. Like they'd really have a hard time convincing you. Oh, yeah? How come there's all those dead bodies out, or, you know, like animal corpses out in that one shed? It's because it's where we butcher them. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like that, or a sacrifice. But you got this fire going here, this smoke coming out. We're carrying the meat. <laughs> oh, sure. It smells like. Been hearing you talk about and... harvest time a whole lot, too. What's that about? It's getting, it's the end of summer. <laughs> City. City Slickers Day Off. Yeah. <laughs> no. But I think you could like pull that off like really good yeah. next thing you know you got the players running from the cops because they shot up a damn farmstead <laughs> well man i think yeah if you put hp lovecraft out because he he didn't live in rural areas and the way he wrote about them <laughs> it's, they're just mm-hmm. like full of mystery and ancient corrupt bloodlines yeah and well you also practice. like still have that in the modern era with like a yeah. hills have eyes type right. movies right where it's like these hillbillies are obviously for some reason, hyper intelligent enough to avoid police uh, investigations, yet kill dozens of you know wayward uh, travelers yeah. and yeah. whatnot each year. <laughs> so I even have some sympathy for it. Like I said, I've had some weird vibes just going through those, uh, you know, one road towns. Oh yeah, you know, you still didn't shoot up the uh, like the local congregation. <laughs> 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 that's true <laughs> that time you know you just keep on going did you okay. say that time <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> all right and then fenrith will work on the future's unknown that's all i'm saying <laughs> okay i thought you were speaking about the past <laughs> hey look all he's saying is if he rolls through a town and there's a bunch of kids sitting out in a cornfield he's asking questions later you know, it gives me a small town vibe, but in a town has dollar stores. <laughs> yeah. They're weird. Like, they're always in the process of being stocked, but nobody's stocking. Yeah. Yeah, there's always, like, a, a box that's meant to fill a shelf yeah. that's just sitting in the aisle. Yeah. yeah, Fenrith makes it up to just behind Casimir. And, um, Graham, that brings us to you. So you saw that uh, weeping woman tear off down the way straight but you see there is a branch to the south as well. Um, so I'll uh, walk up, take a move action, and look on that southern branch. All right. So, Graham, and then that would be... So does that mean we're going to get like a 
a snake handling tent revival scenario potentially in <laughs> Call of Cthulhu where you just stumble in on that and got a damn rattler getting past around. Oh, there's something something going on. <laughs> yeah, we could. I feel like it's been played out. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those where it's like um it'd be a good for the setup so you give this expectation but then you could kind of like subvert it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like uh what was it? X-Files kind of subverted it back in the day. I think uh what was the other one? True Detectives yeah. also kind of subverted that where the revival church and whatnot wasn't the big kind of bad evil. They were just kind of right. kind of there. I, I kind of now want to see like an alien movie where they're handling xenomorphs, like <laughs> baby xenomorphs instead of snakes. <laughs> Isn't that kind of kind of what it is? <laughs> I mean, I guess kind of but no like having them doing the same thing where they've got you know they've got a xenomorph, xenomorph in each whisper. hand and they're they're shaking them and like god will protect hey, us and, yeah <laughs> that's also kind of like the whole premise of dead space <laughs> i haven't played that i haven't either but i've watched a lot of people play it's basically yeah. just worshiping uh i should play it the thing basically okay well they always have that character in those movies the one who sees that has a superior life form yeah yeah it's beautiful yeah i guess it was what the android in the first one mm -hmm. uh, i'm trying to think aliens well i just all i can only remember him from mad about you paul, paul riser yeah. yeah so yeah, well he, his was more like the uh implications for making yeah cash. money all right so graham you make it to here and you can see that you know the path goes south as well but um when you get here, you notice that there's a trap, a magical trap, oh. but too late for you to, <laughs> too late to, I mean, it's like you get there and you're like, oh, and then it detonates. detonates. Magic absolves me of all guilt. So the floor in this area, basically like, uh, there's some, um, like a, some black flame sort of thing on the floor and then a black skull uh, rises in the air and then bursts in uh, you know a negative energy burst that targets so uh, in the quiet before the trap goes off Graham's like oh that's a new one <laughs> <laughs> is it though because you yeah. I mean the, the the mechanism's the same but the effects pretty neat <laughs> it will tar it, it's a uh, radius and so it looks like it will affect Rohan and Graham. Uh, I like this. Uh, as long as it doesn't get Casimir. Casimir rolls a spellcraft <laughs> or an arcane to know what spell just went off, but Graham just recognizes the effects from being affected <laughs> so much. <laughs> like a mad alchemist tasting different compounds. That's how I know their effects. So yeah, negative energy burst oh, uh, the mercury. requiring a fortitude save, which you both were successful at, so just half damage for both of you. Does this... Uh... Oh, that's a lot of dice. Well, yeah, that's what got Graham with the chest, basically, his negative yeah. energy. So half damage then is 25 to each of you. Nice. Uh, 25 negative energy damage to each of you. So familiar. Um, it's like one of those things where you you seem to recognize that it would have hurt a lot worse under normal circumstances, but with whatever effects you're feeling from the gnomes... Oh, spell um it, it almost seems inconsequential but that target or that trap does trigger 
and that'll bring us to Casimir, which you can see that happen, but it doesn't reach you. Clear. All right, I will cast... Oh, man, that's right. I was going to cast... Yeah, I'll do it anyway. I'll cast Tech Magic on myself, because we got traps now. Okay. Uh, and I'll use a swift action to negate the spell effect that just... Or the spell failure. Okay. And then I will move up, uh, hopefully keeping an eye on everything and avoiding uh, any sort of magical uh, BS. <laughs> All right. So you wanted to be here or you wanted to be here? Uh, uh, back up by Graham. All right. And uh, do I feel, was it more, is it, am I still getting that tug to the west? or Yeah, the north? you are. Yeah. All right. So I'll say. Uh, it's not. Strong, strong? It's or? No, it is, but it's not fine-tuned enough to tell you. Because where you are now, looking south, you can see that that also angles west, so it's not strong enough to tell you which of these okay. to take, but that they're both going in the general direction. All right, so I guess I won't say anything, but, uh, well, maybe I will, you know. Uh, I feel that we're heading in the right direction, but it's more of a general uh, thing, and so that'll be my turn. All right, and then Rohan. Okay. Do you want to take 10 seconds for the sound? Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. Do a clap at the end, too. Do a snap to start. All right. Um, so as a free action, I'll keep my um, dancing lights moving down after the woman. Okay. They can move up to 100 feet around. So, so yeah, that's where you want to put them? Um, well, I can't see anything past there. Uh, I'm just going to try and keep them close to her. Okay. Also remember that by 103 is the number for me, because last week it was 48 is great of where the time was in uh-huh. to cut it out. Oh, okay. I do that because I still re- remember 23 is number one. Why not just like write it down in? Because <laughs> <laughs> then it'll go into some file system that I lose. <laughs> okay. But that's from Ocarina of Time, where the Deku scrubs want you to remember the order in the Deku tree. I think it's in the Deku tree. It's like a little mini puzzle. You, you have that locked in your memory way better than I do. 23 is number one. How could you forget? <laughs> because it happened over 20 years ago. All right. So, Rohan, um, you can move your light all the way to here. Okay. So, yeah, I'll move it to there as a free action. I'll take a five-foot step up because we saw the... I, okay. So, I can't see the... The woman. Right, but you can hear her crying down there. All right, so, yeah, we'll move on up. Okay. Yeah, so from here you can see her. Um, yeah, that's going to be my turn. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, d- double-checking. <laughs> All right. Because we're at the point where even if something does knock the plug out, it should have enough power to finish the recording. You hope. <laughs> I do hope. Okay, so that weeping woman uh, runs further down to the south, and then you can hear echoing off the cavern walls. You can hear the sound of her doing some incantation. That's usually not a good thing. Mm. And then Fenrith's turn here, so Fenrith will try to keep up with you guys. It's basically the Gimli and the right running over the. And then Graham, <laughs> very strong over short distances. All right, so um seems like I'm okay. Not too bad from the 
I'll take a look at my healing wand, but it's making like a high-pitched <laughs> or a buzzing sound that I can feel in my teeth. I'll put it back. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not making any. <laughs> yeah, but it's the the the. It's my head, though. I don't know why I think this way about the one. That's metagaming, actually. <laughs> okay, so I'll follow after Rohan. Take a move action here. Um, we still have this effect on us. Oh yeah. Don't see anything of interest, but I'll go with my other move action up to the corner here. So I get into cover and uh, look around some more. Yeah, so when you reach that point, you can see that there's like some steps carved into the stone that lead down to the south. And then um, in this, on the northern wall of this chamber, there's a large, a very large ornate door. Okay. And that's it for me. All right. And then Casimir. All right. I will. Was it our speed was increased like haste too, or yeah, by thirty? Okay, I'll move up to there, and then I'll spend the rest of my turn kind of just looking around, seeing if there's any auras to be careful about. Dowsing. All right, that would be fun too, though. <laughs> and then Rohan. Okay. Um. So I'll move one move action into there while moving the uh, light down after. The woman. Yeah, so you send it down that way, and um, that shows um, some chamber down there. You can't see the east and west parts of it, but you don't see the woman, and you do see that there's a chest down there. Okay. Um, so she's, I'll just comment, she disappeared. <laughs> and then start moving the, um, the lights back up towards us. Um, and I'll say, Graham, there's a chest down there, too. Okay. But I'll take my second move action to... Well, actually, I'll cast Detect Magic on myself. All right. As my second action. That'll be my turn. All right. So, off back where Fenrith is, um, you see him coming down this way. Oh, yeah, that's right. Kind of left the poor guy back there. And you do hear him shout back that there's a chest in here, too. <laughs> and then, uh, Graham. Hmm. I guess I'll go give Fenrith some company and check out this chest. Do you have 140 feet of movement? Mm. Like where you're at now is 70. Do you no, have... no, I don't. Okay. I have what? We have 60 per move? Yeah. Well, so plus 30. 120 total. Okay. So that'd be, get to here and you can see that chest down there as well. Open that one, Graham. It's got the key to solving this dungeon. Mm. That's what you said the last time. All right, and then Casimir. All right, I will, for this round, focus my uh, my vision in this area, like the area before the door, make sure there's no magical auras in, in that direction. All right, yeah, so you're focusing that way, and the only magical aura you're detecting is the from the door itself. All right, so that's my turn. Okay, and then roll on. All right, so I kind of see a door up here, right? Up yeah. to the north? Yeah, there's a door on that northern wall, yeah. Um, do I see any magic around it? Any? Um, yeah, I'll you... also be scanning the floor and stuff for magical traps, because that seems to be common here. Yeah, same same as with Casimir. The only magical auras you're detecting is from the door itself. All right, so I'll move up to it 
and I'm going to call out to Graham. <laughs> hey, Graham, we need to check this door for traps. <laughs> this is when you get to split yourself, <laughs> like uh, how you split blood tooth. Into, yeah, yeah. Into three, <laughs> two chests. And yeah, so that door is 15 feet wide and 30 feet tall, and it's split in the middle. You know, it's a double door. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'll be examining it. Um, taking this turn to try and determine what the spell is that's on it or what the schools and stuff are. Okay. That would be kind of a cool spell to split yourself up, like duplicate self, but it would, you'd have to like split your, basically your levels. Your stats and stuff. The number that you want. So they would each have this many. Yeah. So Fenrith moves forward here and he says, nothing else in here, but the chest. And then uh, Graham, that'll be your turn. Okay. So, So like mirror image plus. Uh, walk down to that chest and spend the rest of this round looking for traps. All right. Roll your dice. Um, there are no traps that you can detect. That's it for me. And then Casimir. All right. If Rohan's got the door, I'll go towards the direction he said that there was the chest. Yeah. Yeah. So you start walking down these carved steps there and you can see. From where you are, you can see both that, uh, you can see the entire room there, pretty much, and there's nothing in there except for that chest. All right. Is there, I'll start focusing on the chest then. Do I need to get closer to it? What do we got here? Yeah, yeah, I can, I can see it with dark vision. Uh, and that'll be my turn. Okay. Also, just in case I can see invisibility too. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then, um, so yeah, so you're looking at that chest, but it just looks like you're not seeing any magical auras down that way. Okay. And then Rohan, you're still focused on the door? Yeah, see if I can um, determine what the spell is, or at least... Is it it's the number of auras on the second round? Yeah, you yeah. can detect one aura. Okay. So yeah. And the power of the most potent aura, and it's strong. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll continue studying it as I try and figure out whether this is something that is sealing something in or mm. meant to keep us out. All right. And then uh, Fenrith is just going to stand a little further away from that chest, okay. but he'll just stand guard for Graham there. Uh-oh. And then, Graham, that'll be your turn. Okay, let's pop it open. Was it locked? It is. Yeah, so you're easily able to, it just seems like your fingers are so dexterous, you start thinking you could have done it without even using tools. You pop that chest open, and then, let's see, one. let me get this count here, see what's in that one. Okay, so um, roll a percentile for me in the tower. Right, roll a d20 in the tower for me. Ooh. All right, so uh, in this chest, when you open it up, you find um, eight items. So I will keep them unidentified, but I will put them in your inventory. (laughs) Yeah, I'll call Fenrith up and tell him to load up the loot bag. Yeah, second you even pick up like a ring. You want him in Fenrith's inventory in his bag of holding? Yeah, I'm very strict about my uh, load bearing ability okay so let me get them set into his inventory 
I think I have ounces free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there were eight items. Uh, so two of those are amulets. One looks like an elixir. Okay, and then that one looks like a, it might be a anklet maybe or a bracelet, a thick bracelet. And then you pull out a one that is definitely a crown. And that one definitely catches your eye. That one is a, um, I mean, you don't know what it does, but, you know, it's um, a crown with 10 metal stalks um, that sprout from, grotesquely sprout from it. And the tip of each stalk is a different gem, hmm. um, you know, different colored gem. Maybe like a beholder. A, yeah. I mean, it looks exactly like that. Uh, well, uh, I'll tell Fenrith dibs and then I'll pass it off to him. <laughs> bag and uh i i did want to note that i see some darker chest like objects all over the map yeah i wouldn't worry about it okay mm. i just wasn't not sure if you were aware uh, yeah i was but um yeah don't worry about it i there was just tokens i set on there in case i needed to drag them somewhere and then i was too lazy to take them off so yeah, yeah you find those in games where they use it as like a marker just a weird chicken or something floating up somewhere <laughs> yeah i didn't catch it in the cleanup i think i've seen um octorok eyeballs yeah. in weird spots and yeah. tears of the king just one mm. in the depths yeah detect life in skyrim in that one cannibal temple yeah you'll see a person standing off mm. there and it's just because they can't attach a voice without a npc oh, right. so, so they gotta put an npc <laughs> out of the map one that of them explains a yeah ring so remember something very similar in, um, was it Oblivion? Mm. One of them's like a little glass jar. Um, My intrusive thought was to throw it on the ground. Mm. And then the last one is also a little jar, but wrapped up in a cloth with a, um, you know, pocket-sized book. Interesting. Luckily, we've avoided it for the most part in this game, but in like a regular D&D, when we're doing the loot kit, I always get this image of somebody busting out scales and somebody has a notebook and they're jotting down what's coming in because you got to report it back to the Adventurers Guild, pay the appropriate tax. Rogue's like, what if we don't? Paladin's like, do the right thing, pay your tax, murder the next village over. <laughs> <laughs> They're all evildoers. They deserve it. True. It's like, what if there weren't material possessions? <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? All right, but, yeah, so that's that. That empties out that uh, chest. Those are the items you find You'd be damned if you there. step into the druid's forest. Right. <laughs> hypocritical son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I expected that D&D movie druid to be annoying, but she wasn't. Yeah, she was all right. Yeah, uh, took uh, she looked so freaking familiar, and I real realized she was from it. Yeah, it's this young Bev. Yeah, what's the other thing I had seen her? She looks like an old actress too, mm. but I haven't quite put it together. She just has kind of that maybe like a golden old timey Hollywood yeah. look. Like you know, she sounds like a teenager or whatever, but then in between takes, she's like. Somebody get me my blueberries. 
<laughs> you know how they are. <laughs> Those Hollywood types and their blueberries. <laughs> well, I think I, uh, I was just had a flashback to Rafe one pairs. I think I uh, quite <laughs> <laughs> rich hoity-toity with one in fruit. You know, because that's out of the grasp of the common man. <laughs> Somebody get me an apple. Oh, I wish I could have an apple. <laughs> that's what I'm... Justin, you think this is a legit email? Yeah, nothing suspicious about that email address. Case number 25745. Dang. That's a for sure. Yeah. I think my, uh, this is my old original email. I think it got sold off somewhere a little while ago. Well, it's still better than what happens with my phone number. I, <laughs> I get calls from time to time. One was an old woman in a retirement home trying to reach her, <laughs> her, her daughter's family. <laughs> but she would tell me the number she was punching in, and it's nowhere near mine <laughs> other than like area code. <laughs> She's trying to rotary phone a, a touch. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Digital. She's like, God, that reminded me when the, the 1-800 number inexplicably got routed to my number. <laughs> because the, the seven numbers were the same. But for some reason, anytime someone put in 1-800, it put in, it got routed to mine. And people would get irate like thinking phone. that I was trying to scam them. Oh, Oh, they by call? by telling them no, this is the wrong number. What well, they think you were like a phone sex? I don't operator? know. It's not. Nice. I want to hear you make pancakes. No, it was <laughs> no, it was something about like um, I'm not that girl, like a property management company oh, okay. that that ran or that dealt in apartment complexes, and so mm-hmm. they were trying to submit an application or find out about an application that they'd submitted to this apartment complex. And I don't know what you're talking about. Right, you. Yeah. They'd get this customer service is atrocious. Yeah, they'd get horribly irate for no reason. Because they're they're like me. It's because they have the phone up to their head. And yeah. It just makes me mad. Well I'm angry before I ever start putting in numbers because I got up <laughs> <laughs> Why are you making me call? Thankfully, in the modern era, it's a bit easier where I look on the internet first and then I push the like the link right. and it auto puts the numbers in. So now I just got to hit the OK button. And my girlfriend will call me when she's at the store and be like, I'm like, yeah. And she's like, oh, that's a good deal on on waffles is the opening statement. And I'm like, listening. <laughs> Is that what you called me about? No, do we need any... uh... (laughs) And then she'll be chatting about what she's seeing in her environment. Are you cleaning your gun in the background? I I swear I hear the slide go. (laughs) No, no, babe. Just keep talking about these damn waffles. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know how to get it, so I'll be like, uh, I'm going to go now. (laughs) It's usually my (laughs) classic sign-off for long meandering phone calls. Luckily, most guys get it. I guess we all have mm-hmm. the same aversion to being on the phone, except my brother doesn't get it. Mm. He's long, famously long phone calls. Uh, all right. Sorry about that. For whatever reason, it wasn't transferring into your inventories. So um, that's what you find in that chest, and uh, that will bring us to Casimir. All right. Um, let's see. I will... Uh, 
doing this will drop the detect magic. I don't even know if it's on. Let's see. Yeah, it is. I'll drop that here in a second. Um, I will attempt to just cast uh, open slash close on the chest. Okay. If it's unlocked and if the lid weighs less than 30 pounds, it'll open it. Okay. If not, the spell just won't uh, have effect on it. So um, I'll use a swift action to uh, negate the uh, spell failure chance. There you go. Let's get rid of tech magic. All right. Um, yeah, so it, it appears to be locked because it doesn't open. All right. And then I will. Uh, Justin likes to set off traps, so I'll go to there. <laughs> yep. It'll happen soon. Mm-hmm. And that's my turn. All right, Rohan. It's gonna do something. All right, third round. Time for my check. I don't have uh, any ranks in arcane knowledge, but it is a, uh, on my skill set list. So can I still make a check on it? I think three point five was like you could do the basic okay. stuff that would come in at like uh, DC ten or whatever. Yeah, I can't find anything definitive in. But who knows how Pathfinder changed? It's saying trained only. So usually those have like a ceiling cap, right? Like yeah. Twenty. I thought it was the same across all skills, but it it's dependent on mm. each skill. General knowledge answering a question within your field has a DC of ten for really easy, fifteen for basic, twenty to thirty for really tough questions. <laughs> I thought this was a whole section on knowledge, knowledge untrained, but it's a section on knowledge unchained. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is. That's a uh, oh man, what's it called? Like one of those supplemental. Yeah, it's a supplement that like, increases the so, yeah, power and stuff. I don't think it's possible for me even to make a guess because I don't have it trained. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll get the uh, the schools that are associated okay. with it. Yeah, it just says you can't make one unless if the if the check's higher than ten. So that yeah. is how it works with this. Yeah. Okay. You can use a library mm. at limits removed. You All right, so book in my pack. With the third round, you get the strength and the location of each aura, and um, yeah, you got that. So you can't do that. So yeah, I mean, it's well, it's the door, and it's strong. Um, if the aura makes for magic, you can tip that down for its properties. That spell credit. You get like libraries on the go. What bags are holding? Yeah, because it isn't it like you think of the book. The item, that's how we retrieve them. Yeah. Wouldn't be difficult. Need to get uh, okay. one of those shelter spells that just Anything comes else for you, Rohan? Um, no. If I... You gonna open it? Uh, next round I will. So yeah, just... So I know it's strong. I know it could potentially be dangerous. But Graham took longer than three rounds to get here, so I just open it next round. <laughs> All right, so Fenrith starts heading back. To join the others, Graham, and it's your turn. I'm a very impatient ranger. Graham, I'm going to give you to the count of 18. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'll move back to join. Uh, I'm just going to take the required movement to get back to that other chest, so 120 feet. Put me about right there. And that's it for me. All right. And Casimir? Mm, I will step 15 feet back. <laughs> Away from Rohan. <laughs> okay. Not because I've opened it yet, but because I'm looking like I might. 
And that'll be my turn. All right, Rohan. Do you get ranks on disabled device? Um, I don't think so. Well, I I thought you had trained open lock with some of your extra skill points. Um, Wouldn't those be rolled into disabled device in the changeover? I guess it would have been. And I have one rank in disabled device. That's enough to make it where you can. uh, (laughs) I can do this. Yeah. Um, It's harder than you think for a while. You're going to try and open the door? Yep. Yeah. So it's locked. (laughs) So you can see the handles there and you can reach them. You know, you got to reach pretty high, but. um, He's got two arrows. (laughs) They don't turn. (laughs) All right. Uh, Yeah, I'll tell Graham that it's locked. We need Mm. to get this door open. Okay. These are my nightmares. There's a locked door over here, Graham. There's a chest over here, Graham. No. No. I'll not be spoken of in the past tense. <laughs> My favorite squall. And then uh, Fenrith moves closer in there, and Graham, that brings us to you. Dude, I just always like the fact that you basically walked into a room where a conversation was already being held, <laughs> declared such a thing, and then stormed out. All right, I'll, I'll walk up to Rohan and see if I can... Uh, Open this door with style. <laughs> I guess I'm taking your taking it on faith that you cleared it for traps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I was going to do acrobatics, that's not going to work. That would be the style part. What the heck's going on? Well, you did see Casimir take the required <laughs> steps back. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of cringe. We playing Final Fantasy VII a little bit a little while ago. <laughs> I think the translation must be really bad on that because I'm like I thought I was not smart enough to follow the story really <laughs> in that one, but I'm still like I don't know when does this come together. Yeah, that was a game <laughs> that like really didn't come together till about midway through the, that's the, the game. Well, then they throw the the other stuff at you after that point, kind of yeah. like a random curveball. Okay, Graham. So you go to that door and um, without. Checking for traps, you try to open the lock, and you are successful. Okay. Well, that mid-game shift of the storyline happens in almost every single Final Fantasy game. Yeah, I'll uh, hold my hand out to Rohan, as if to imply after you, good sir. And then Uh, run away. (laughs) Now I gotta run to the other chest. Cover your head as I step through and explode. (laughs) Yeah, so it does um, swing open, and you're looking into um, a very dark uh, tunnel. Um, it's pretty wide, too, like wider than the ones you've been coming down. And, um, you know, seems to travel straight for as far as you can see. Okay. Um, but so, Graham, you wanted to go to the other chest, is what you said? Yeah, if it's my turn again. Otherwise, I think my actions are all spent. For well, is turn. anybody else going to do something else? Before Graham gets to that chest, I was just going to move the the lights down the hallway and start taking a look that way. All right. Um, so yeah, you can um, order the lights to head down that tunnel there, and let me get this. Did you use all your flaming arrows yet, Justin? Um, I don't. I think that they got dispelled when we got pulled into the other. All right realm so i haven't been using them yeah so i guess that's what i'll do is uh move up to rohan at some point and recast that on him i'll reset that 
Okay. Yeah, so you send that token on down, and, um, you know, as far as you send it down, you just see more tunnel. Okay. And then you're casting something on Rohan, mm-hmm. fire arrows? Yeah. Right. Uh, let's target Rohan here. I'll use a swift action to negate the, uh, whatchamacallit, and there you go. Did it actually affect you? Yeah. Yep. Flame arrow. Nice. And that's my turn. All right, Graham, let's do this chest. Okay, I'll check it for the traps first. No traps. I'll kick it open. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you'll you'll have to pick the lock. Flame arrow target. Mm. Giving me flashbacks to this morning where James shot all my flame and ice arrows and my ancient arrow out. Ouch. And I'm like, what did you shoot them at? And he said, the grass, I'm real sorry, did. (laughs) (laughs) I like it, though. It's basically like he's making it difficult. The game is really hard if your resources are limited. (laughs) And you have someone just randomly destroying them. He creates a a scenario generator. Dead. Beat Hinox with. Yeah, like. (laughs) Four nearly broken weapons and 11 arrows. Yeah, like. In Skyrim, I had to download a mod to make me drop weapons. <laughs> I could have just had a kid. I just had a kid. Which one's harder? <laughs> Some, well, in the event of that mod, it was probably harder to install that dang mod. To get a mod is usually not bad. It's the, by experience, it was the multiple mod juggle mm-hmm. to get it to work. Oh. Uh, this would be perfect if it didn't crash. Then figuring out load order. Right. Yeah, I think I was paired back to like... Uh, like a random alternate uh, start one and frost fall, and, and then I try to add more from there, but that was always my starting point. Yeah, yeah, that's a good starting point. I never really got into the, uh, I suppose, the high-level one ones where you get more, like, different skeletons or something, basically, yeah. so they can... Because I'd see people's pictures, and I'm like, oh, that looks great. Yeah. They got it down fairly easy in the modern era. Yeah. It used to be kind of difficult, um... Yeah, I'd go for the ones you just named, uh, Hunterborn, which added more like yeah. hunting type stuff, skinning, and then uh, right. so spell did research. you want this inventory in Fenrith's bags again? Yeah, I'll. Uh... All right, so in this <laughs> uh, in this chest, you find seven items. Um, so let me. Do you need a percentile roll or anything again? No, that's okay. I'll... He's done with your percentile rolls. He also spent all our rupees on several sets of. You find a pair of uh, like slippers. Give him the following: <laughs> uh, a rod, this um, uh, a red, um, like forearm length metal rod of some sort that you find there. Then a belt. That's good. It's a narrow cloth belt with a silver buckle in the shape of four rings. Don't think I have a belt. And a oh. armband. This is a, a bronze armband. Uh, well, a set of bra- bronze armbands uh, engraved with uh, bull's horns. And then you find a belt, another belt. This belt is a leather with a platinum buckle set with three black pearls on it. Uh, and then you find what looks to be um, either a, a headband or a 
choker. Yeah, it's like a, a headband or a, a scarf, maybe. But anyway, you find that. And then you find, um, yeah, so then you find a pair of boots as well. These boots are heavy leather boots with thick copper bands just above the ankle. And um, so that's what you find in there. Put it all into Fenrith's inventory. And then anything else anyone wants to do before we go to the next instance? I don't think so. Not all for... <clears throat> If, uh, I mean, there was the whole southern part that you guys never went to, you never explored. So, I'll gauge uh, Casimir's mood. Does that <laughs> look like he's in a hurry? <laughs> Always. <laughs> All right, yeah. let's head up north. All right, is yeah. this feeling like a good general direction? <laughs> yep. All right. Yeah, I'll cast detect magic on myself so I can help uh, try to avoid any traps, and that'll be the last thing I want to do before we start heading in. Okay. Yeah, nothing else for me. All right. So um, you uh, all head in through those doors and down down a long, smooth, wide tunnel um, that goes on for a few hundred feet. And then finally you reach um, another chamber. And so we'll put you on that map there. Plus we could have had Fenrith heal us a little bit. but He's like NASA from The Simpsons. All of the various gadgets aren't for monitoring spaceships. It's for monitoring like ratings. <laughs> and so he doesn't have any spells for healing. <laughs> just spells for dealing damage and monitoring. No, but he can he can hear you guys on the way no, me. Just making jokes at his expense while he's not here. The uh, Rohan and Graham, he can heal. Yeah, just guys. like one cure light wounds would get me most of the way back. It's just all... Blade barriers, maximize blade barrier. Right? Like, yeah. huh? <laughs> <laughs> to fill every spell slot. <laughs> and Is there a way to fill lower spell slots with the higher level spell? That'd be it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think he would just, he'll just use his channel energy. Cause that'll... Okay. And like it works for good paladins. Like you should, or not paladins, but clerics, right. you should probably really do prepare. that. Yeah. Because yeah. you just spontaneously do it. But, well, they, didn't they get rid of that? I thought they replaced it with that channel oh, energy in this did. one. Yeah, I remember how difficult it was to plan for that with the druid as the healer in uh, Brandon's yeah. previous D and D. Holy moly! I guess I'll just prepare mm -hmm. all healing spells and then I'll spontaneously nope, still cast summon nature's ally. Yeah, I can lose any prepared spell that does not. Domain spell in order to cast any cure spell at the same level. Okay. It's kind of too bad that neutral clerics, I don't know if they have to do it in this one, but in 3.5 where they have to choose, I think it would have been better if they didn't and they could just spontaneously uh, on the fly. The yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, maybe you definitely make it by have the day. With a, or you could put like some feature that being strongly aligned benefits the cleric, but since you're not strongly aligned, you lose that but you gain mm. being able to spontaneously do. Yeah, so he'll heal up all but four of your wounds there with that usage of that. And then let me put you all on the map here, this new map. Maybe have any of the bonuses that you'd get from caster level. So like 1d8 plus right. whatever would be halved. Because you're a lukewarm cleric. Yeah. 
<laughs> I can't help it. My God's lukewarm. <laughs> they should just, instead of positive energy and negative energy, they should just have an indifferent energy. Great energy. <laughs> Would it be possible to have worshippers of a deity of apathy? Yeah. Or would they be so apathetic that they just don't care? Well, you about can't worshiping. worship if you're apathetic. Yeah, exactly. Is it? Is, well, is I guess a, you could. The, the contradiction would be. Uh, yeah, that's one of those weird things. It'd like, be like how punk rockers are nihilists, but they go to punk rock concerts and get yeah. really into it. <laughs> it's like, how can you do that if you're a nihilist, right? Yeah. But yeah. Or would it be like going to like a. A Here's gothic a, concert where everyone just sits, stands same in the, sort, yeah, in same the, thing. I guess that crowd would be, just stares at it. The, the thing is, is if they ever were able to get themselves to pray to the god, the god would most likely not respond yeah, with spells, true. right? So they would essentially just be like crappy, crappy uh, warriors, fighters. Well, gotta take care of it myself. Yeah, and then that's if they could muster up the <laughs> the will to even fight. <laughs> yeah, I always miss their prayer time i need to find that religion (laughs) (laughs) because like uh isn't that essentially like like, um, 20 something guy (laughs) yeah yeah exactly (laughs) isn't the that almost like the gator tome totem in Shadowrun, aren't they just kind of lazy? And I think gators might be a little bit i think they have like a little bit of a violent streak to them though yeah gator totem gator gator yeah, I think it's. I think there's a gator. I, there's yeah, one of those is, yeah. where it's like they kind of just want to eat and yeah. be lazy. Yeah, yeah. If there's a religion like that, I could say I am an extremely religious. I follow the plan and the path to a T by not caring about anything. All right. Are you gonna give me a list? No, but no details. Gator was in Shadowrun two initially, and then. The subsequent editions. Which book was it in? Uh, third edition main rule book is the one I swear I remember reading it from. Yeah, no, it's in the main rule book for third edition. Doesn't look like it made it to fourth. Well, they kind of changed it because they switched over to was it like guardian spirit? Is that the term? Oh, the the mentor spirit. Mentor. The, yeah, right. Yeah. So you would pick a mentor spirit that. But they still had like I can't remember. I think it was uh bonus dice for like uh casting particular sets of spells like yeah plus usually two to heal yeah, which is fifth a... edition the gator one uh, the gator mentor spirit was plus two to intimidation plus two to conjuring right but uh two dice is far less of an impact than it would have um, been in older editions gator. all right so as you're moving along this tunnel you reach a point where you see that it uh, ends and opens up into a larger cavern so what would be your marching order here to enter this space? I'm in the rear usually. Yeah, I'll Rohan. be up at the front. Uh, Graham will probably be right behind me with Penrith, right behind him, since we've kind of given up on the whole stealth scouting. Okay, and then Rohan and Graham with Rohan. Yeah. Are we technically in a dungeon where you would take the lead, or...? Looks natural to me, but then this was a smooth bore. I don't know what the rest of this place looks like yet. Yeah. All right. So let me share the map with (laughs) y'all. But I think the duo thing was you're detecting magic and then I'm spotting for physical traps. I 
I have to look at a list of DCs for Pathfinder, though. It might not be as hard as it used to be. So let's get, let's see, so let's make sure that Kazimir has the vision. Because I think, like that chain lightning one, I had like a 10% chance of spotting it. And I had max ranks, right? I mean, I, I guess there are some things I could have done too, but, you know, picked up feats that added to open or uh, okay. search. So you all see the map now? Yep. Yep. All right. And then, um, ju- uh, Rohan, how long does Dancing Lights last? Uh, it, it would, let me. I closed it for a second. Let's see. One minute, period. Just one minute. So it'd be yeah. gone by now. Okay. So anyway, so you guys reach this, the end of this tunnel here, and now you see that it does widen out into a larger area. Okay. And then, um, yeah, so I've got Rohan in the lead here. So you guys go ahead and tell me what you want to do. Well, do we see any magical auras right ahead of us? Um, You see 60 feet... Yes, you do, and I'll uh, put it on the map to show you where it is. One second. Okay. And when that comes into view, I'll wave Casimir forward to see if he can determine what it is before we go charging into another dance fest. Mm. I can't even see what you're talking about yet. Oh, he hasn't put it on the map yet, I don't think. All right, so yeah, so those of you, what is that, Rohan... And Fenrith with Detect Magic, you're not detecting any magical auras. Or, I mean, Casimir, sorry. You're not detecting any magical auras. All right. You can see some lights up ahead, some dim light further ahead, but no magical auras. All right. Sounds like it's time to charge in recklessly. (laughs) So, yeah. I guess. Continue moving forward. Yeah. All right. Um, So, Graham, are you going to let Rohan go first? Yeah, um, so we'll put- I'm scout. I'm right by him. I mean, as much as we can stay side by side, just kidney punch him in a round based system. But I, uh, I'm looking at the ground, looking for physical traps. While he's, I mean, if I can spot a magic trap, that's great. But okay, that's what his detect is for. All right, Ron, your move. Go ahead. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, I'll move. Well, I'll just move uh, ten feet into that room. 15 feet into that room and try and gain my bearings. All right. So moving in here, you can see that um, as you step in, that uh, persistent mist or fog or whatever it is uh, just disappears. Uh, But you are in a large chamber. You can't, I mean, you can see what your character can see there. So you can't tell. I mean, the the ceiling and the walls are um, unseen at this point. All right. Um, yeah, I'll spend my other action to um, put in dancing lights just right about there, just at the edge of my vision. Okay. I really like in Pathfinder that they made the cantrips free. Mm-hmm. Are you going to cast a light every round? Well, with dancing lights, if I cast one every round, it just makes the other one disappear. But so it's it's not a super powerful one, but it, it gives me a little bit of vision range with my for my shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, there's a couple things that I liked. Uh, like I have the make noise 
one, mm-hmm. and then I can make it quiet or silent spell, so I can... Yeah. But it never works, because all illusion spells end up like that one on D&D, the, the, the movie one, where you just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was so funny. We've, I've watched that movie with my kind nieces freaked three me out. times, and that is their favorite part every single time. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I liked about it. It was, it was like the, 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 the comedy of the situation combined with like a funny game glitch type effect, you know, that's something yeah. that was like pretty neat. Although... It still bothers me that there was, like, ha- like the hole that they show him get his foot stuck in. Yeah, looks like you would have to purposefully jam your foot down into it in order <laughs> for your foot to get stuck. Oh, what? I could pull my foot out of there. Come on. Well, no, it's not that <laughs> you could pull your foot out. It's that how did he get his foot in there? Because it's like a vertical drop, the exact same shape as the foot as it. As the front half of his shoe, and he manages to get the entire front half of his shoe stuck. Well, they they set up the scene, and then he was like, go. So there's your (laughs) uh, dancing light up there. All right. So, yeah, that's that's my turn. Okay. Yeah, so that light illuminates that there's some rubble up ahead, some large stone rubble. And then, Casimir, that'll bring us to you. Or, I mean, Graham. Sorry, Graham. Yeah. All right, so keep pace here with Rohan with a move action and I'll cast about on the ground around us for any threats. Okay. I'll just, I'll roll a um, search perception. Ongoing perceiving. Want the lens? All right. (laughs) Plus five. Is it? Uh, So yeah, so you're casting about, but you don't see any, any signs of danger or, or hear any signs of danger. And then uh, Casimir. I'll move up to there, and right. I guess I'll just have my well. You go away, cat. I'll just keep kind of casting about with uh, uh, detect magic uh in whatever direction I don't think Rohan's looking. Just okay. kind of making sure. All right, my turn. And then Fenrith will just keep pace with you guys, making some redundancy to our checks. Mm-hmm. Well done. All right, Rohan. All right, so it kind of looks like there's a a little bit of a path through the rubble this way. So I'll move my lights to the other side as I move up to um, where it looks like that. There's a path through. Yeah, I mean, it would be in this area rough terrain, but you could definitely get through there. Okay. Um, How rough? Like half movement? Yeah. So we still have our speed boost, right? Yeah, right now you still have it. Okay, so I'll move through there. And get my lights to about here. Watch those choke points. Yeah, so up ahead, Rohan, you can see that there's some a rounded staircase and then some uh, uh, definitely crafted pedestal uh, at the top of those stairs. I'll kind of call back over my shoulder, Casimir, is this what we're looking for? Uh, Graham. Okay, keep pace. I lost sight of him, though. Yeah, you saw he went this there. way. Ah, there you are, Rohan. Yeah, so get to there, and you can see that there's like this triangularly shaped um, pedestal uh, up these large steps up ahead. And then Casimir. All right. I will move. All right, that's 40, 10. I think I can move to there with my remaining movement, and then I'll just keep casting about. Okay. Yeah, so you you see up ahead there's a 
you know, a rounded staircase with that pedestal up there that um, it does have a a dim light emanating from it. Oh, yeah, and that's right. J- Rohan asked if this is it. Yeah. I seem to remember it being a coffin that I'm looking for. Am I getting any feelings from this? or You are. You definitely feel like you're going the right way. Well, we're going the right way, Rohan, but... And then uh, Grant, or Rohan, sorry. Okay. <clears throat> so, still detecting magic. I'll do my one move action to here. Move my lights to there. Go stand on it. So it looks like... Am I supposed to see a light up in this? Or yep. I guess that's that's mine up to the top, right? Yeah, you do. You can see some lights coming from that direction as well. Okay. Um, metagaming off of Octavian's grand destruction at while standing on a pedestal to slay the final <laughs> beast, I'm going to completely skirt that pedestal and head toward that light I see off in the distance. He designed us to stand on it just to get back up. <laughs> Dude, they, well, then you need to get up there and check for traps. Didn't that mess up most of us, too? Well, or was it just most him? of us were dropped during that battle. Yeah. But, like, he stepped up onto the pedestal <laughs> for because... Got hit by all five elements or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it had, like, some proximity where the further away you were the less it did yeah or something like that all right graham that makes it your turn well curiosity has always led me on the right path so i'll walk up to the bottom of those steps and take a look at it wondering how in the world rohan had trained his willpower so well so when you're looking up at that um whatever that uh pedestal is you can see that it's like um, 10 feet high off of the ground up there. And it's either made out of an extraordinarily smooth stone or some kind of metal. And there's a light coming from the top of it. Okay. And it's the only one up there? It's the only one you can see here. I see. Hmm. Must be nothing. So I'll continue on after Rohan. All right. But as my feet brush the step... You're like the sorcerer in the D&D movie. You just casually put your foot on the trap. <laughs> okay, uh, Casimir. All right. I'll move to there. Okay. So, yeah, you make it up to here, and, uh, you know, you can see what I've described, but you all, you are definitely feeling a very strong pull towards the um, that pedestal, that direction anyways. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll say... Um, I don't know if it's the pedestal, but this way <laughs> seems to be where I'm being drawn and point towards it. Okay. Wait. Over the top of the pedestal or kind of the direct? It's very vague, Rohan. Okay. That said, you can continue the direction you're going. Check it out if you don't want to be here when I ignite. Rohan, your move? Well, like I had glimpsed some lights a little bit farther on. Can I get over the uh is this a barrier here just to the north of me um or is yeah. it just more rubble it well there is a little bit of rubble but it's also like a wall okay that's like 20 feet high but there's like rubble at the foot of it okay um and how high is the ceiling here you can't see it all right i will so pretty pretty high 
activate my armor to fly to the top of that wall. Okay. Yeah, so you get up to the top of that wall here, and, um, you know, you can see more of the, you know, like off to the northeast, you can see another dim light emanating from a triangular pedestal of sorts. Okay, yeah, I'll call back down. There are a lot more of these pedestals up north here, or this direction, but I think it might be safe to cross the the uh, pedestal area. Okay, then Graham? Um, well, I can't follow Rohan there. So. Just throw a dagger after him. <laughs> right. So I will just go hang out by Casimir. <laughs> okay. Which and way then, is it again? And then oh, you also, God. all of you, had you felt the... You felt that uh, that effect that you had been under uh, dissipate. Does uh, the world look a little less colorful now? Yeah, everything's a darker shade of gray. It is. It does feel exactly like that. It it feels, um, you know, sort of depressing to <laughs> have lost get some more of that gnomish gnomish go juice. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find we have aged ten years though. That's mm. the downside. Oh, Dr. we're elves. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Dr. Flanagan's Miracle Cream. <laughs> um, yeah, so Graham goes over by Casimir. Casimir, your turn. All right. Um, I will walk up towards the pedestal. Yeah, so you get up those steps there, and now you're standing at the base of that pedestal, and you can see there's another one that doesn't have a glow um, just to the north here, but set into the floor, not raised up like this one. This one's like 20 feet high, the one that you're standing by. Am I being drawn further off in the direction I went, or is it... No, I mean, it feels to you like you're being drawn right right here. All right, I will begin investigating the pedestal itself then. Uh, what, like Arcana or Spellcraft, perhaps? I don't know. Let's see if there's... Well, you got uh, Detect Magic. You're not detecting any. All right. But... Um... Um, and and looking at it, you can tell that up this close, it's made of the same material right. as your trident. It's a mm. adamantine, uh, but there are handles, there are handholds set in it um, that that could be used to climb up to the top of it. All right, uh, was it? I went thirty, I think. Yeah, thirty-five. All right, thirty-five. So I'll go. Uh, I'll start climbing. I have. Okay. Ps- I said, uh, it'd only be five feet. <laughs> okay. All right, yeah, so you can start climbing up there. And uh, Fenrith will move up here with you and Rohan. All right, so I'll drop back down on the other side. I lost my... And uh, I keep losing my my token where it's going. (coughs) Um, I'll start moving around to the other side of the the platform because it seemed like they were going to cross it, and I'll meet them on the other side. Okay. Uh, but yeah, anytime I take my token more than like 20 feet, it will randomly disappear. So, say that again, your light token? Oh, I don't know what happened to my light token. But no, anytime I was trying to move my character, I'd move it 20 feet, and then when i try to cross into 25, it would just disappear. Like the the movable token thing. Yeah, that's a good question. Where did your light token go? Am I standing right on it? No. Hmm. thought it was up over here. Oh, I see it. It's on the rock. Oh, there it is. Okay. So, yeah. Where did you want your light token to be? Um, Put that up north here. And, yeah, I'll move me to 
there. Or I guess... No, I'm still... Yeah, I can still get that far if I'm kind of fly floating down. Okay, so you move your light token over there and you step this way and you see that there's these, like, channels in the... um, Set into the floor, you know, made of adamantine. You're not sure what what their purpose is, but um, you can definitely see that they're there. And I have to bleed yourself a little bit, fill up the channels. We haven't seen any movies like that, so... And everybody... Uh, You're going to see movies, that's just common sense. Everybody do a perception for me. You see a channel, you have to slit your wrists and fill it up with blood? Yeah, that's why I stay away from canals. It takes a lot to fill up a canal. (laughs) You say every time I cross the gutter, I'm breaking that rule. Oh, sorry, in the tower. Yeah, you got to make sure all the grouting in your bathroom's done pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. That that would go through construction workers pretty fast, because as soon as they set the tile, they're obligated. Yeah. Well, answer me this. Have you ever seen the same construction worker twice? Yeah. When? When I worked construction. <laughs> You never worked construction. You just told us you didn't. <laughs> well, no, I think it speaks more to what actually happened because he's here. Where are they? Oh, yeah. Where That's are true. They? Yeah. <laughs> I think he was a, a destructive cult leader, which right. most construction workers belong to. Justin, you're going to have to get down there and fill those channels up with your blood. And he's like, uh. Can I borrow okay, great. their help? All right. Let's, um, quick trip to the Home Depot. All right. So, um, with that perception, now you've all started to hear a sound coming from somewhere in this area that you're in. And it's, uh, it's like the sound of dozens of uh, voices, uh, like, uh, groaning, uh, mumbling, something like that. We got chanting guys. This ain't good. That's like, uh, you know, like a massive swarm of bees, except for the sound they're making gets just close enough to um, words that it, that it, you know, it sounds like a, a jumble of voices all uh, whispering and, and mumbling and groaning together. Okay, well, I'll move up and uh, give this pedestal my full attention. Look at it closely while you're currently climbing it, Kazmir. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, that's a pedestal. And that'll take up my turn. Casimir. All right, I will uh, finish climbing. Um, and then I guess I'll drop detect magic and maybe check out the, the surrounding area or the this pedestal that I'm standing on. Yeah. Maybe see if there's anything particularly special about it now that I'm on top of it. Uh, so when you get to the top of it, you feel that, um, you know, um, it, it gives a... It, it has a little bit of a vibration to it, a little bit of a shake to it. And um, let me see this. There it is. Okay. Venture. Uh, right. And then, um, so then Casimir, the the soul of Tarcellus, uh, wherever, you've, wherever you have it, in your pocket or your pack or wherever, it, it starts to uh, vibrate as well. Resonate. Yeah. And then... Um, that's just for a, you know, a couple brief seconds. And then you see a f- bright flare of light shoot up from the top of this pedestal. And, um, 
you know, over you straight up to the, to the ceiling, which you can then see when it's illuminated for a brief moment, you know, it's about a hundred feet up, but, uh, at the same time, uh, other lights appear and I'll put those on here. Um, so these square sections at the end of those channels, all, you know, uh, uh red, uh, light starts to emanate from them which illuminates enough uh, for you to see that there's a massive statue up ahead. So that's what happens to you. All right. And that's where your attention is drawn. And uh, so that'll be your turn. And then Fenrith is going to move up to here. And Rohan. So I'm going to be intrigued by um, whatever this thing is at the base of these channels. So I'll kind of move over stop doing that. over here to kind of examine what that thing is. And as I walk by Fenrith, I'll say, you ever seen anything like this before? Okay. As if we haven't been together on all of our adventures. Yeah. I just picture him in uh, pure NPC mode right now. So he's going to start talking about the weather or something like that. Oh, pure NPC mode's the best because... He becomes a mouthpiece for the game master to give us all the relevant information That's we need. That's not true. That's only relevant NPCs. Yeah, true. <laughs> he's an irrelevant NPC. Well, he's a, a player that's been transformed into an NPC, which is the worst because you don't want to overwrite what the player has right. done. So, which means his only options are to... Somebody be like, quick, Fenrith, make a decision. And he'll be like, uh, I'm just going to stand here. Which is kind of, it's kind of weird because oh, I kind of felt the same thing. when I was taking over McCracken. <laughs> I didn't want to overwrite his character with however I thought that, you know. All Cthulhu NPCs have the same end point. Mm. <laughs> Madness. Death or men. So T's actually working pretty decently, I think, right? Like, I don't, his sanity was pretty low, though. Yeah, I don't think he got a, you got some good rolls, I think. At the end there with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he. If I had been a little harsher, I think he probably wouldn't even be here because he would have shot one of you guys with a shotgun. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so <laughs> Rohan, you go moving over this way and you say that to uh, Fenrith. And, um, but before you actually even start moving, um, this uh, area on the floor where there had been a symbol drawn on the ground. Um, you know, an extremely bright light begins to emanate from there, and it, it lights up a lot of uh, a lot of the room. But yeah, you make it to there, and uh, so this um, pedestal that you're by, I had misled everybody earlier. It's not set into the floor like flush with the floor. It's just like you know, it's like knee height. Mm. Okay, and um, you know, so you get there and you can see that. Uh, there is some sort of energy uh, streaking along these channels that come from it uh, to reach the uh, the areas where the light's coming from on those squares. So, okay, Casimir, you have any idea what's going on? <laughs> hey, look, I'm in love with you. I'm not the guy you want to talk to. <laughs> All You're right. the one that brought us here. Talk to Fenris. I'm talking out of character now. <laughs> this is voice a this is voice of God reaching in through the the game for you here. I'm not your guy. 
I don't know any puzzles or riddles. Just draw a blank. Like when I play chess, I hear people talk about, okay, the strategies, you think multiple moves ahead, and I'm just like, what is the move that this one makes? (laughs) You can go like this. A horse, you can make an L. (laughs) Uh Um, I made an L. Do I win? So that's Rohan. And then where did you want to move your light? Um, I'll just move it kind of over the rest of this thing so I can get a clearer look at it. So yeah, just kind of center it on the, the channel glyph or whatever it is. Okay. All right. Man, I really wish I'd put more uh, points into religion and potentially history. I think that would, uh, I think that I just. covers it. Yeah. I think religion covers planes these days too. Or I, I forget. I thought it wasn't planes its own. Maybe religion still covers it. Though. Maybe it's uh maybe it is its own and it's certain uh I don't know. Sometimes the way they break up the categories is a little odd to my mind, but what can you do? Alright, and then uh that'll bring us to Graham. Yeah, so I will um continue to move up. I'll take a look at this device that Fenrith is standing next to. One of those pointed seats, that medieval torture device you sit on. Mm. It makes the blood come out, fills the channels. Yeah, because good gods. (laughs) (laughs) They like to be uh, reincarnated through such means. Yeah, they have plants as its own still. All right, so you move up to here. Ecclesiastic tradition. And then uh, anything else for you, Graham? That ought to do it. No, nothing striking. I guess a bunch of eyes have already looked at it. So, All right. And then, Casimir, as you're looking out over there, you see something important somewhere. If I can find the darn thing. The Judas Cradle. I don't know where it went. Dude. What was that one? Is it a good old pair of anguish? <laughs> Not a fun one. I think that's what it was called. There it is. Yeah, so... Casimir, you see, I mean, everybody who's looking this way sees at the base of that, uh, right in front of that statue, a doorway appears. Actually, sorry, only Casimir sees this. Okay. You'll all see it, but only Casimir sees it. And so it's your move. Hmm. Yeah, let's go for it. Let's cancel that move real quick. So, yeah, I'll say a... Uh... A doorway has opened that 40. Yeah, we'll double move. I'll hop down off the uh, the pedestal and start kind of moving towards it. Okay. Double move. That's my turn. Yeah, so he starts heading off this way. None of the rest of you see any doorway, but he is moving in that direction. And then I really like the idea that this is the wrong god. And it's going to steal his soul. I keep forgetting to check and verify what the statue is. That's <laughs> uh, so Fenrith. Well, you don't need to check until you're about to step through the door. You just got baby head during religion training. Yeah. So boring. Well, I mean, come on. It was a crash course. Like the guy appeared for a split second and then had me push a golden orb down a hallway full of traps. <laughs> now, Rohan. Religion is not right, for so me. Hearing Casimir say that all follow him Did, like are you staring at where the door is mm-hmm. and okay yeah. and I'll be kind of looking in that direction and say I don't see anything Casimir but yeah I'll just be following him 
because he seems to know what's going on. Graham. Yeah, I will also follow into the door. He's put up with some crazy stuff I did. The least I can do. Although I don't see a door. <laughs> All right, Casimir. <laughs> All right. Uh, is this the st- statue of Tarcellus before I go? Okay. Yep. Just making sure. So there's one movement, and I'll stop there and give it a quick check. Uh, I guess I'll have to do on my next turn, but uh, just kind of look at it. Okay. Yeah, so um, when you look through that door, um, you're seeing a a long natural um, tunnel. Okay. And at the very end of it, you think you see um, like a coffin on a on a stone shelf, maybe. All right. Yeah, I think I might see a coffin. <laughs> yeah, and you know the the orb of Tarcellus is like bouncing around and vibrating and, you know, almost pulling at you. And then uh, some Fenrith going to keep pace with you guys. Rohan. All right. Um, yeah, I'll move up to the base here. Sorry, I tried to grab Graham there. Um, and you're like, well, do we follow? Yep. But, yeah, that's all I can do now that I'm not super speeded. Graham. I will follow. Double move. I'm going to be right here for the divine blast of a, what? Reincarnating? Reawakened guy? Uh, I see two grams. I'm losing my mind. Casimir. Yeah. All right. I will um, double move in I got past the door if I'm able to. And I'll have the uh, soul of Tarcellus. I'll ready that as part of the first move action. Okay. I guess I'll. Hmm. I'll drop the staff of power before I go in, and that's how so that way I have one hand free. You can pick that up, Graham. All right, so um oh, too heavy. You all watch Casimir step forward into, you know, essentially into the statue. I mean, that's the direction he's going, but then he just winks out of existence. This happens a lot to me. It'll cause an existential crisis at some point. Beats the heck out of traveling a long distance to do a quest. Just get you there. Um, so yeah, Casimir, you step forward, and then it feels, um, if you know, it feels sort of like you're undergoing spaghettification. You know, because uh-huh. like you stop, you lose the sensation of moving, but some parts of you feel like they are being stretched, and then you know, like a rubber band being released, um, you shoot forward and. Everything goes white. And then, so for the rest of you, he's disappeared. And as that happens, that uh, that noise you had heard earlier, now now it becomes like, it's like something was keeping it quiet, but that's gone now. And now you hear the uh, this cacophonous jumble of uh, groans and moans and uh, shrieks as uh, a horde of uh what looks to be ghouls or zombies comes rushing towards you all from around the back of that statue <laughs> so it's um dozens and dozens all clumped together just like a swarm if that helps you put it into mm. perspective except for that they're human sized 
Um, but they come, and then another one comes rushing around the other side of that statue. And like, they're almost like water, the way that they funnel through the tight spaces. Um, but they come rushing towards you there. And then, um, that's all you see for now. And that's where we'll have to call an end to it for today. And, uh, we'll pick it back up there next week. <laughs> all right. Let's see Thank how you, you all fare against a swarm, the zombie horde. Yeah, thank nice. Thanks, B. This has been a Death Watch production. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.